0: If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takeoutrecess.com slash MAFS.
1: Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com altercallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time,
0: and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Hi, I'm
1: Chain. and I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Welcome to week nine in the homestretch. I know we still have a couple of episodes to go though so I guess it's just halfway right who knows
1: at a certain point in a reality tv show you're just waiting for the reunion because that's where the real gossip <laughs> is at. and I do- think we're almost there
0: <laughs> but do we actually get a reunion well I mean if they sit on the same couch and unfiltered we should be able to get a reunion. we better
1: so what happened on couples cam this week
0: um couples cam was pretty tame but before i get into it i do want to make a correction from last week thank you to the listener i hope i'm saying this right elisa or Eliza s davis at Eliza s davis um corrected and let me know that austin is joining the national guard not coast guard so sorry for that guys um sorry
1: to me because i got excited
0: (laughs) But um I think the mainstay of the show this episode was Jamie. Um they went to visit Jamie, Doug, and the two kids went to visit Jamie's family, um, her grandma, her sisters, and it was really cool. They took a picture, it was four generations of women. It was Jamie's grandma, her mom, her, and Henley, and it was cute and it was such a big deal because like I mentioned at our very first episode, I watched all the spin-offs and in Jamie and Doug's first years, she used to spaz out when they had to go visit her family because she grew up in a trailer park and she was ashamed of it. So she's embarrassed and she never talks about it and she just gets mad at Doug because he's not quite sure what to do. And it was just such a big deal, but um she seemed happy. She seemed lighter. She mentioned to herself that She's more mature now and she's glad that she can bring her kids here. And Doug also mentioned how he never really asked about her past because he didn't want to trigger anything in her. So it's just kind of nice like to see a little bit of where she grew up. And it was just nice. It was just kind of nice to see Jamie actually relax and feeling better from her postpartum depression and having a nice family time. Yeah, so that was the main highlight.
1: That um, sounded very
0: nice. Yes, it did. It did. I was glad to see jamie in a different light and her acknowledging her crazy past not her crazy past in her childhood but her crazy past like her getting crazy over things that were like what are you mad about now <laughs> so yeah um Shawnice and jeffy are trying to get together and they're trying to schedule these date nights or date time together so they went to go see the sunrise together at like 5 a.m and literally, they were trying to get a moment together and their daughter would not be quiet. She was like, this is why we can't even talk about anything. Her daughter was just mumbling and children like attention. So she's just messed. and they try to talk, tumbling all over the bed. So they got some nice time and some night date night um in the house. And but I will say in the beginning when they were speaking, like every episode starts with all the couples over Zoom talking to each other. God, they say bickering again. And I'm like, God, they're that couple where. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be around them. <laughs> yeah, it's just so embarrassing. And anyways, so that was that. So it was nice. And then the way it ended was Anthony and Ashley, as we all know, Ashley's pregnant. She started bleeding, but she went to the ER and no one can figure out why she's bleeding. And she's just crying and she's sad because they have a gender reveal party plan. Like her family's coming, his family's coming. They have no idea what it is. And also, Anthony insists on calling it a sex party. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but, you know, so she's just crying. Like, it's so embarrassing. Like, she has no idea whether she's miscarrying or if it's dangerous or if it's normal. But, you know, that's how we ended in a cliffhanger. But we haven't heard So it, they're not
1: it. planning to go to a forest and set off any explosives
0: <laughs> for, for any this wild gender
1: sex party, <laughs> are they?
0: they that a wildfire in Chicago. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> my knowledge. Although, actually... That's a good point because Anthony did mention he used to plan events because of COVID and he wanted to do fireworks. So, yes, you are right. That was, that, that's <laughs> a valid question. <laughs> Don't do it. So, yeah, so that's how he ends. And hopefully, everything's okay. I think if anything had happened, we would have heard it in the headlines by now. We haven't. So, Yes, everything's fine. Next week, they're teasing. Greg and Deanna, the only storyline is a baby. Like, absolutely, it's just a baby. I'm not even bringing it up because she babysat her nephew. And next week in the preview, there's a whole pregnancy test. And, oh, it has two lines. But I think it's a fake out. Unless it is two lines and then we get a People Magazine announcement at the same time next week. So stay tuned, folks.
1: Thank you for doing the Lord's work and watching that (laughs) show because I don't want to.
0: There's two more episodes. So in two more episodes, I'm going to have nothing else. (laughs)
1: i'm just like thank goodness it'll be over
0: (laughs) how about you anything for unfiltered for
1: unfiltered it was actually a good episode it was henry woody miles poor jamie in that same blue dress (laughs) woody had a lot of good things to say about being married jamie asked him if he was always like this and he said that he wasn't this is the first time he's been like this he thinks it's because of marriage and his relationship with Imani, it's scary, but it's different than what he expected. Woody was really happy for Miles that he got his kiss from Karen. At one point, I swear, Woody had to get Henry back to answer the question like, hey, Jamie's talking to you, because he was looking towards his side. Um, <laughs> they played the Henry and Christina fight, which, you know, that's, that's like the main thing that happened last week. Mm-hmm. So they're, <laughs> they're playing the first fight, and I usually don't pay attention to, like, the reaction, but they, like just kept it on miles's face and then i remember like they don't really know like they might have heard about these things but this is the first time they're seeing them and the look on miles's face as he watched the two of them just like deck it out about bed sheets and party supplies was priceless Mm -hmm. um henry said that the situation is stressful and he thinks christina's impatient and she's got to figure out better ways to handle it he is not gonna sit there and say he put in a hundred percent, but he doesn't think the gap is as wide as she's making it out to be in that fight. Yeah. Woody said that he thought Christina was having a bad day and decided that Henry was gonna have a bad day with her. That was the vibe <laughs> that he got. <laughs> That's funny. He they talked a lot like, a lot about the aggression and the first move and the blah blah blah. And Henry said that he is usually attracted to more aggressive girls. Chemistry is different, but usually he gets the he likes girls who are a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles and Woody just look so uncomfortable watching the second fight, too. And my uh Henry says it's awkward and that they handle stressful situations differently. And Jamie asks him, like, why is it so hard to talk? (laughs) And he says, they don't have a lot in common, like, at all. (laughs) Uh, Miles says, we all have times where we're frustrated with production. Hopefully, they can work past that. At one point, they were talking about Miles and Karen and, like, the kissing and all that. And Miles mentioned that he'd been in a relationship for two years with someone and they never had sex. So he's used to this, like, slow pace. He's like, we broke up before we even had sex. So, um, oh, And during the kiss, they talked about, like, kissing and, like, big deal and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of pushed Henry a little on, like, you and Christina haven't kissed yet either. What will it take for you to kiss? Henry, like, in response to another question, which was about their second fight where they played that, Woody kind of said he's seen different sides of Christina, and he can't judge her off that one thing. And I couldn't actually tell if that was a pause I think he was being positive. I think he was saying, like, I know that fight looks bad, but I saw her in a lot of different settings, and that wasn't, like, I don't think that's representative of her whole personality. That's the way I was taking that. Yeah. And he said he can't judge. And Harry says he can judge and that she gets so frustrated and impatient so easily And if she wants a kiss, she's going to have to tone that down a little bit. Oh! I was like... (laughs) I don't... I didn't really like... I mean, Henry is just really awkward. He was looking off to the side a lot during this unfiltered.
0: I don't know. Yeah, he tends to do that when he's uncomfortable. I still don't understand why he signed up for the show. And I don't know why the experts cast him. I have a real issue with them casting him.
1: I don't really... Like you, I feel like you hold the experts to some sort of moral standard, but like I guess I'm a heathen who doesn't take marriage that seriously because I'm just like, going ahead. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen?
0: It's the person that he's paired up with. Like I like remember our first episode where I said it feels like the audition stages of American Idol where they they put certain people through simply just for our entertainment and for us to laugh at them that's what it is except this is a binding legal it's not fair to whoever he's going to be paired up with i have an issue with that like i mean again like you're saying he was looking to the side like when henry is uncomfortable it's very visible and this is a tv show and it's marriage eight weeks that's pressure at certain parts of unfiltered he comes off really relaxed and
1: really but then he also comes like that comment about she's gonna have to change her there was a couple times where he just made comments that were I don't like to use the word, but it was, like, catty and rude and mean. And, I mean, we still have a whole season to get through. Maybe she does some terrible things. But it just felt a little unnecessarily mean towards her. And I also noticed that, like, he just keeps on repeating the same thing. She's impatient. She's this. I just don't think any level of daily impatient rises to the level of the way he talks about her.
0: I mean, maybe. I mean, to be fair, we're not the ones that experienced it. So, you know. So let's get into our couples. So this week, the couples
1: continue to settle into married life and explore their relationship as they get into routines.
0: So how'd you feel about the episode?
1: In some ways, it was a little slow, but it was okay. It was all right. What'd you think?
0: Yeah, it was just like a low hum. Nothing spectacular. I think coming down the high of last week's fight and last week's just boom, boom, and all the friends and all that, This was pretty tame, so it was just like a, hmm, it was just fine. So, yeah, I'll just get into it with Karen and Miles. We start the episode with Miles, him wondering why there's no affection and intimacy in his relationship. And he decides to step it up a notch and try and impress Karen. He gets a chef that he's always had in mind to use for, I guess this is all part of his obsession, just someone... He he just said he's always planned whoever he got married to, to use his chef to cook for whoever it was going to be. In this case, it would be Karen. And he said he was trying to learn how to cook, so she likes to cook, but in days where she doesn't feel like he'll do something nice for her. We see him learning to cut, I don't know what it was. Was it ginger or something? Something really tiny. I think it was garlic. Oh, garlic that he was learning to cut. And Can
1: Can we talk about Miles' pants? This is like the third time Miles has made a questionable fashion choice, and I'm um, not even one who usually notices what people are wearing. But those pants were a choice, and they were a bad one. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> they were vertical stripes.
0: So Miles is in the kitchen, and he's trying to cut um, garlic, and he's scared to cut it. And you could just see that Karen looks so unimpressed. And I'm in my mind, I'm thinking like she's just thinking all the things that she thinks are not masculine about miles and how can he be scared to cut garlic and then he's just happy to be with her and at some point he's behind her and he actually smells her hair did you catch that yes and then she moves away from me like i think karen is i know last episode you said that she likes him i don't get that impression i think she's just tolerating him because she seems annoyed by his presence so Anyways, Moss <laughs> has to calm down himself also. Like, why are you smelling someone's... Yes, she's your wife, but clearly she's special. She takes time and she's slow and she's not affectionate, blah, blah, blah. Don't smell her hair. Jeez. <laughs> so, anyways. um,
1: <laughs> I don't think it's wrong for him to smell her hair. I think that he's trying to be affectionate because he's trying to get them closer together and more intimate. But that's a two-sided thing. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with what he's doing. It's just, there's no reciprocation. Well, I, <laughs> I don't, don't think there's you no. Know. It's I just the, it's that one, it's like, I don't know. I'm just like, can you lean back and be like like flirty? And she just never takes that. She doesn't often take that option.
0: Well, ordinarily it's not wrong. What is wrong about it is someone has expressed and yes, they are married and they are strangers. So some, I, I, you have to at least respect the boundaries. And she's made it very clear that she's not comfortable with him, you know, grabbing on her, hugging her. So to me, it's different if it's hand-holding or anything, but to smell someone's hair when the person's already on a regular base level, uncomfortable with it, that's a lot. So ordinarily, there's nothing wrong, but she's made it clear. It's not like she never said it. So that's what makes it extra.
1: I also think part of her annoyance is that Karen sees the kitchen as her domain. And she doesn't really want
0: him in it. No, she's annoyed even when they're outside the kitchen. Listen, remember oh, I said <laughs> that it doesn't matter what it is that he does. And says, I don't know at this point. She's picking at everything, as far as I'm concerned. I said that earlier a couple of episodes. I think she's just looking for something. So it doesn't matter what it is. He could, let me see, colors, make a painting with green instead of blue. And she'll say that's a red flag. You don't do this. You don't. And she'll make it a whole production. So... I don't know, guys. I- I'm trying to like Karen. She does not help. Last week, I thought it was progress. I'm right back where I started, in case you can tell by my tone. But anyways, um, at the end of the, the dinner, you know, where they're eating and it's nice, you can tell Miles was just like a dog, just panting, looking for a compliment. He's like, how do you feel? Is it great? And then she says, I mean, it's nice. It's cute. But, you know, I don't know if this is real. Or if this is going to continue. Or if it's a one-time thing. And I don't know if Miles can win at this point. She says you feel like
1: no matter what he does, she's just not into it.
0: She's just, I mean, he did something nice. Like, just let him have it. She always has a but. Even when she says a compliment, it's like she catches herself like, oh, I'm saying something nice. You're not going to catch me slipping. Then she adds a but to something. She's like, it's cute, but... It's a lot. There's still a lot of us that we need to learn. I don't know if this is real like this. And it's just it's getting old at this point. Like, what more does he have to do? But I mean, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't disagree.
1: Um, I just look like I was watching them, you know, eat the dinner and stuff like that. And I felt like they're growing as a couple. They're growing like they're talking. They're yeah. having conversations they they seem to be working and progressing towards something
0: hmm. okay um i i don't necessarily like i said i think that she seems annoyed i feel like he's doing 80% of the work and she's doing 20 um she's doing what you do for any regular person that is your friend um you have to put in the work if it's your husband and i don't see that she is like i said it feels like she's just tolerating him but again, different views. We usually don't see eye to eye eight, so, you know. But the one of the things he said was, I like that your love for food, and I hope you like this. Again, still fishing for compliments. And she's like, yeah, it's nice, but it doesn't have to always be this fancy. I get it, but don't say it. Just enjoy the moment. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes it's timing for certain Yeah, things. I know.
1: It's funny because she and Brett have the same problem.
0: Um, yeah. yeah I've said it before. She should have been (laughs) back to Brett. I've said this many times. over. They're assholes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Karen's an asshole. Oh, I think she is. (laughs) I think she is. How can you, like... You don't think she's an asshole because she looks like an angel and she smiles like an angel, but she's an asshole. Sorry. I
1: think that all you could ask for people in this process is to put their best foot forward. Karen's (laughs) best sometimes isn't that great. But she is still like talking to him having conversations with him participating cooking for him like I just I feel like she is trying and And I I think she deserves some credit for that
0: age she would do that for anyone that was just a friend that's why it's not special there are things (laughs) that elevate a relationship with people whether it's your friend whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's a family member, because there's certain things that you would do for anyone. Like even if you introduce introduce me to someone, and I like to cook, and you say, "Oh, I'm hungry," like, "Oh, I can whip you up something." There's it's nothing to do that because I I'm would. Not at twelve thirty-five.
1: Not at twelve thirty-five. I just I have to throw that. Out.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? Oh,
1: she did it at twelve thirty-five at night. I don't go oh. to myself at twelve thirty-five, much less a friend. Much less it would it would take true love. That's. I'm gonna okay. hold on to that twelve thirty-five meal for a long time.
0: Okay, I can give in. I can give in to that. But hey, I mean, maybe it is. But I, I don't. I don't know. I just feel like she always puts a damper on Miles' happiness. Almost as if, like, when he's happy, she's annoyed. He's happy. Like, don't get your hopes up. You know. You know. Whatever. But okay. anyway, she tells us that she's always pictured someone taking care of her. She gives him an A double plus, and she's she is smiling. But to me, this is just like 2% of the episode where she's just like happy about it. And she's like, oh, it's cool.
1: But I didn't like that whole picture of what they would do for her. I'm like, so what were you planning to do for them? Same complaint as always with
0: Karen. (laughs) It's the same. I mean, Karen doesn't care. Karen just (laughs) (laughs) wants (laughs) to be taken care of. So they all, all the couples were going to go through it, receive a package. And it's just like a note. And it's allegedly the experts are telling them um, certain questions that they need to ask themselves to go deeper i remember what you said aid like i don't understand how we're nine episodes in we've had one appearance by pascal and that's it this is the least involved the experts have been on this show they couldn't even
1: they couldn't even show up they sent a letter and honestly when i saw that letter they were like how can we solve the henry and christina problem let's send everybody some deep letters to get them talking about things."
0: yeah like how could you even like usually and when they see couples are in trouble They make a visit and then they go, you know, kind of straightened out. But New Orleans are like, you're on your own, bruh. We don't care. (laughs) So anyways, they get the letter and there's certain questions that they have to ask. And then they ask, how do you know when you're in love? Karen says she'll feel confident. She'll feel safer. She needs time. But they haven't had a lot of conversation. And I like that Miles pushed back and was like, where is this? uh, What conversations are you referring to? And she's, she he says, oh, she asked about his childhood. And Miles tells a story that I think completely just tells us why he's a pleaser. Like it all started with his parents when they got a divorce and he was trying to please both and he kind of just burnt out. And I feel like Karen was so happy to get this nugget because she's like, yes, I can see that this is what you know you do. And I don't want you to burn out on me. And in this regard, I do think Karen is valid. um Karen has a point um that this is something that he needs to tone down on what did you think about his story about his parents i mean it was a very sad story
1: and i was like why did it take you to call from the perspective of his parents i'm like you saw your child running back and forth playing the peacekeeper and it took until he was college age for you to be like it's okay to stop i as far as it goes with their relationship i really liked it I it does kind of bother some that like once again it's mouths opening up at her demand.
0: <laughs> Where's the reciprocation? <laughs> because Karen is just mining information that she's going to use against them and say, see, I'm telling you. Anyways, we'll find out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean she say he's she says that she doesn't like it. Is usually a turn up for her when men do too much too soon, that she likes it when it's gradual, and the work is, and it's organic. And this is where I started asking that, what can he do? Because if he treats her well, she thinks it's fake, and it's not organic. If he treats her bad, she's going to say, aha, this is what you did. Like, what exactly, why is she not recognizing, like, when he said, okay, so... You are the one that can accept someone being good. I, I'm so confused by this. No, I'm, I, I, I think I'm asking like, what can Miles do that will be a good balance of both? Because she keeps saying, when you do too much too soon, when you're good to me, it's not organic. Like, okay, I guess she feels, okay, let me try and be nice to Karen. I guess what she's trying to say is, you don't know me enough to want to do all these things for me. But the thing is, The same way she wants Miles to accept her, like, I'm slow, I go this, you're paired with someone who doesn't move slow. Like, he's just ready and was willing to make that vow to whoever was going to be his wife. Why do you want him to be patient with you, but you can be accepting of him? That's my annoyance.
1: And that is a legitimate annoyance.
0: But. (laughs) In this scene, though, I don't know why Miles' legs are so open, like it was was a labor pose. I was like, hold your legs, son.
1: (laughs) spreading
0: (laughs) yeah did you have anything
1: else about that i think it's because my perception is so different from yours i'm just like oh they had some good conversations there was some (laughs) opening up like i feel like they made some good progress this week until we you know (laughs) get a little
0: further so i'm like did we watch the same show (laughs) i mean that is the beauty of perspective. And like I said, it's not like we shared the same <laughs> opinions most of the time, but well, we did watch the same show. Anyway. <laughs> but um, anyways, they move on forward and they're going grocery shopping and Karen is excited to grocery shop with a guy. And on this part, I can relate with Karen. I love grocery shopping with a guy like in past relationships it's a form of intimacy for me i just i generally enjoy grocery shopping so when i grocery shop with a guy it's just fun for me i like when we go through the aisles and make it fun and make it happy so you know i can relate one part with 0.01 percent with karen and miles, <laughs> comment. miles again he's just excited we're doing something and then now because karen said that he's a little childish I can't decide when Miles is just genuinely excited or if he's being childish. It sainted it for me. I'm just like, I want to say calm down, but I'm like, why am I blocking his joy? He's happy. So. Those
1: two are also obsessed with seafood. Every time they talk about food, it's always seafood.
0: <laughs> but Miles does make mention that he's never seen an artichoke before. I don't know. I thought that I'm thought i not going to
1: judge him for that because he's, what, 26? That's probably the first time I saw an artichoke and recognized it for what it was.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not even judging him. I just thought that was so interesting that he's never seen it before because he just sits there in the grocery store just out there. But, yeah, I just thought that was funny. But he tells her what she wants to eat. And, again, I think she responds really well to cooking. And I think Miles has picked up on that. So he just latches onto that. And he's like, I'm just going to say all the food things because that's where – because if you notice, he got the chef for her. Now he's telling her what she wants to eat because he's like, okay, at least I get a little glint of light in her eye if I mention anything about cooking. So they're open and they decide the menu of what she's going to do. And then this is where it turns for me, guys. I was so mad at this scene. Karen asked him, they were talking about emotions and things. And Karen asked him, yeah, let's talk about that. Why are you so open about your feelings? It turns me off. That's what she said, right? I can't remember she said that. Oh, I heard that. Okay. I, I wanted to be like wait what like that's, that and that's where like what you said where she's like brett i think that's where she's like brett like why can't you just stop at why are you actually i don't that's a dumb question but if you have to ask it why are you so open to your feelings why do you have to add it turns you off that's a hurtful thing to say to somebody and then it she goes, i'm like did, did i i didn't hear that though um <laughs> and i'm like what and then she goes on about it's so different and I'm not used to it and you know what it's like like my hair. like shut up Karen I'm oh I actually what thought it
1: you- was a, a nice <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice metaphor like she said it straight out it's not that I don't like it it's just that I'm not used to it and I think oh, it's I- a legitimate <laughs> question like okay I think it's I- a legitimate <laughs> question to ask someone like I see who you are how did you get here
0: okay that would be great if, I think it would be great if she was asking, like, oh, why are you so open? Like, this is great. Like, compared to other men, you're pretty in touch with it. But she was saying, like, yeah, why are you so um in touch with your feelings? I want a masculine man. This is not masculine. Like, why are you a bitch? That's what I heard. That's not what I heard. <laughs> That's what and I, I also heard.
1: Because... it very interesting that they chose to have this conversation while they were grocery shopping. <laughs>
0: Well, she said it in her voiceover that, you know, you know, what I had in mind was this masculine, what whatever. Let's so talk about
1: this masculine thing because a word on the street is that and I believe it because I specifically noted that the camera was not on her when she said it. They spliced it's- in that masculinity thing with the depression talk.
0: Okay. So I'm taking note of it, you know, especially since he said it on the episode episode, but the second half of the episode, she I saw her say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said it.
1: But in the context of his mental health on the honeymoon, that was spliced in.
0: You know, I can take that. But even when you take that away, she said that before the wedding, when she found out who she was, she found out when whatever. So I think the general idea is that Karen wants someone who's aggressive and I don't know, you can take it out. It still doesn't change her general sentiment about masculinity. masculinity, masculinity so. Yeah, so Miles asked her, you know, I think I'm an emotionally intelligent person. Do you think emotional intelligence and masculinity can match? She says yes, but I don't know if she believes it, but whatever. They move on from that, but I was really annoyed by that scene. And I just, Pastor Cal has a voiceover where he's saying like, you know, we put our couples together to shatter some preconceived notions. I think that was just shade at Karen right after she said, I'm used to guys just being to like, you have a guy in front of you who's not the same, but it might work. But anyways, we move on further and Miles apparently considers grocery shopping a date. Eight, is that a date? I, 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 That was to me such a silly argument. Like- I
1: guess maybe I'm coming to your side. Like, why argue about this? And then he even like laid out. I opened the door. I paid. I don't think he was saying this is the only date I'll ever take you on in your life. He's just saying like we went and did something fun together. It's part of his like. Whenever Miles finds joy, Karen sometimes has to kill it a little.
0: Um, oh, you agree? Are you agreeing with me? I-
1: I'm just saying it comes, it happens, or it appears that no. way sometimes. That's no. I am disagreeing with your perception of the whole episode. I thought they had a good episode until right about now.
0: So going to the last scene for both of them, Mal says intimacy is hard for her to talk about and can they talk about it? She says that why does he think it's hard for her to talk about? To my knowledge, I did think that it was hard for her to talk about it, but she was saying, no, they never talk about it. So he goes, let's talk about it. And she goes, what, what do you feel about intimacy? She goes, I'm an adult. I have needs. Then he goes, what are they? And he asks that, you know, that I know you like to go slow, but what does slow mean? How long is that going to take? And how, how, and they talk about when they're going to go through the whole process. And then she goes, I mean, I don't know. It has to be organic. Like, I think we, like, we, we're not going to just sit and pencil it in. Miles, for some reason, gets overexcited about that. I was like, I'm going to pencil it in. I'm going to put it on there, I'm going to get on there. He's kind of kidding, but I also don't think he was kidding. And he then he kidding. goes <laughs> and then he goes there and he's like pencilling in having sex with my wife. and Karen was not happy about that. and in a confessional to us, she tells us that she felt unsafe and felt disrespected, and that was all we had on their scene. What did you think about that whole? thing? miles failed to
1: read the room. And like someone to say, I'm so in touch with my emotions. I'm so in touch with my feelings. (laughs) I mean, part of it is also being in touch with someone else's feelings. Yeah. And like, it was very, very clear. She didn't want to talk about it. She didn't want to joke about it. She didn't want you penciling in the schedule. Like read the room. There were so many different ways to resolve that conversation to her satisfaction, mainly to just stop talking about it. And he just kept on pushing and he was laughing and she was not laughing.
0: I think so Miles really he, screwed that up. Hmm. I mean, I think he did. But in the beginning, I'm just like, why did she lie? Why did she say she's who says I'm not comfortable talking about it when everything about you screams that you're not going to be comfortable talking about intimacy?
1: And then I said, I would be comfortable talking about it with you when we are doing it. We're not doing it right now. So why would we talk about it?
0: Because that's what you do. When you're talking to someone, like even before you get married or if you're talking, you're dating, you guys talk about things. You don't have to be having sex, but you have an idea of, I think what he was trying to get at, he's not, maybe, again, where he screwed up was his communication and reading the room was wrong. But just finding out like, oh, what is it that you like? How are you about sex? Like some people are like, oh, I'm conservative. Oh, I like to try new things. It wasn't anything so deep, but I think Karen turned it into this whole thing and then he didn't read the room and then it became a big thing. I mean, but the elephant
1: I, in the room is that they're on camera. So I think what Karen was saying without saying it is, I don't want to talk about this with the cameras here. Now, maybe she should have just come out and said that. But don't sign the show. Oh, goodness. I, that's the one pass I always give the couples on. If they want to be shady about sex, go
0: ahead. Why? Right. Uh, you got on the show about marriage. <laughs> and that's the talking about intimacy every two seconds. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Nope, 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 nope. But yeah, that's all I got in Karen and Miles. So next we have Christina and Henry.
1: <laughs> um, my favorite couple. My favorite couple. Um, we start with her sending him to voicemail. So he calls <laughs> her and it's like, you have reached the Sprint voicemail box of, and I think I was shocked because I thought that he would, He, I mean, they showed us him leaving the apartment and they don't yeah. show or explain what happened after that. Did he come yeah. back? Did she leave? And then he came back? We don't know. So I was wondering, is she gone for work or is she just out? And then he once again reiterates, Christina gets easily frustrated. Then he says she hasn't been home all day. And then he he doesn't care for how she handles being frustrated. So she comes back and she says she's been eating and drinking with friends, which I thought was a little, what did you think of that?
0: I noted down what friends? <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> like you had a home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she might have been sitting at the bar by herself, but she's like, "I'm getting away from your dumbass."
0: <laughs> yep, that's more accurate. That's more accurate.
1: <laughs> so she says, "You know, there's a big oh." She wants to talk about something that she's really been struggling with. So they do a commercial break. They do some dramatic music, and the big thing that she's been struggling with is that she has been off her ADD uh, medication. And she said it explains her inpatient mo- uh, moments, but she's getting back. I think it's pretty well known that women exhibit the symptoms of ADD and ADHD differently than men. And it's much harder for them to get a diagnosis. So I think it's really good that Christina, you know, came out and said this.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, she's been off of her med. she said, for about a month and a half. And it makes her frustrated. And there's a lot of people in her life, including her mom, who want her off the medication um henry is like kind of supportive yeah and he makes a comment about how parental pressure is never fun do you think he met her on the same wavelength that she was coming to him with
0: yeah for henry you gotta bring henry on a curve i think he well
1: (laughs) so the that was a good conversation he you know he says it doesn't make her weak or inferior i mean he Pretty well. Yeah. He Henry was probably thinking what I was thinking. Um, no medication or diagnosis is gonna make me like you.
0: <laughs> I wanna agree with you, but I think you know what, Aid, I think we should just accept that for these themes. Certain couples are just gonna keep lying, quote unquote lying to us in their confessionals. Because we watch something and then professionals, they say something else. And you're like, did I just watch what you just said? Because I, I, you say what you say. I agree with you. But the next beat, he turns around and says, I do like her a lot. So, you know, I don't.
1: I think that I am being um, faked out by the people who edit the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe he said it in the beginning. <laughs> so they get their letter in the mail. Oh, Henry says, hopefully it helps your ad." or in the stand-up, I think Henry says, hopefully it helps her attitude change a bit. Something like that.
0: Yes, I didn't know what he meant, but I know how he came out. But she was a good sport about it. She just laughed. <laughs> I think she's just getting used to being disrespected. This, <laughs> I don't think she's <laughs> wait he just came out i know what he meant
1: (laughs) (laughs) they get the same stupid tyra mail that everybody else gets with these questions but before they settle down to ask the questions first off henry pours himself a glass of red wine not rosé this week and christina wants to know if he still wants to do this Mm -hmm. and by this she means like you know the process the experiment and he says he still wants to get to know her sometimes it's more of a slow burn and things grow and develop so the first question is how do you know when you're in love henry gives some sometimes it hits you you know when it's there this whole question line of question for every couple was was real boring to me what did you think
0: i like the questions i more look forward to their answers i mean christina some answers were just like what what are you saying and some answers are like oh okay i can dig that so it wasn't and christina talks about the last time
1: she was in love and that whole can of soup story they bought a can of soup and they were down to their last dollar and they are re- but it was like the best can of soup because going to buy it was just i got she said the re- the relationship was a roller coaster it was tumultuous and they would fight all the time and then she said that was happening in every relationship she had she was the common denominator so she's working on changing it with henry mm-hmm. and She goes on on this whole thing about like how great Henry is. He doesn't make fun of her. He's pretty calm and she can see why they were matched. And
0: he just smiles awkwardly at her. And all the while I'm just thinking, geez, her past relationships sound awful. How is the bare minimum he doesn't make fun of me? (laughs) I mean, I'm not laughing at her, but I was just like, it's true. This is true.
1: Then they have activities. So they go and golf um Christina's never golfed before it's Henry's thing she's putt-putted I just felt like golfing and like how you coach someone in golf like it's ripe for just sexual innuendo touching they don't do any of that but he is encouraging and nice and he does appear to enjoy himself and he says so many nice things about her by so many just more than we've ever heard before um (laughs) She's a free spirit. And he said that she's a kind soul, which is very different from the, she's so impatient. So that was kind of interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. So things just change overnight because he heard medication was involved. Okay.
1: And I'm like, what do you, everybody knows of medication. It's not like you take one pill and you get a personality change. There's, there's an adjustment period. There's, so whatever. Then they go dancing and it's awkward, but eventually Henry, Henry's a really good sport about it. Maybe something did change because suddenly he didn't seem to hate her as much.
0: Um, I think he was writing up the high of the golf date because even I thought that was really cute because she did say he's much better when he's comfortable and this is where he shines. And he mentioned that because she did that, this is since she likes to dance, I'll do one for her too. So I think he was willing to just go through all that for her.
1: They had the best episode they could possibly have considering how bad last episode was.
0: Yeah, I agree, because even as I watched him dance, I had the thought, I was like, you know, if Henry had swag, he'd be, you know, he'd be top-notch, because he's a nice-looking man. I th- I thought he was hot from the word go.
1: What they should have done, like, okay, she, like, grabbed his face at one point while they were dancing, and I was like, kiss him. And, of course, they didn't.
0: Of course not, Aid. You know, I've been telling you, there were so many moments when, you know, like, even the moment with Karen and Miles, when she, he put his arm over her and was like, what'd you think about the date? What'd you do? Like, just kiss. This season is just devoid of PDA. Devoid. Even Woody and Amani, it's not enough. (laughs) You're just like, I want to see people get it on. (laughs) Yes, I know. Oh, can I say one more thing? Like, the dress Christina wore, I feel like I've seen that three times over. And then I say, thinking of the rest of her clothes in storage, too, because...
1: I don't remember wearing that dress before, (laughs) but I thought that dress looked really good on her. And her golf outfit was interesting. I actually got mostly, like, Christina's style. It's a little... It's a little different, but I, I think I like it.
0: I liked her golf outfit. I actually made a note to say that she looked cute. She looked very girly. That's all I have for Christina and Henry. Yeah. That's all I have to. It wasn't much. Like this episode was really just, again, a low hum. So we can move on to Amani and Woody.
1: I do wonder though, every the nice thing about Christina and Henry is every week I'm just gonna wonder, when are these two gonna give it up? Who's giving up first?
0: Well, I thought that's what she was going to do when she announced the ADD. I thought she was about to say, I've been thinking about this and whatever, and I can't do this anymore.
1: I was about to say, at least they don't seem miserable.
0: They don't? (laughs) Olivia and Brett. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Okay.
1: So next we have Amani and Woody these two lovebirds go to the spa. They are so happy. Amani's happy that we came with her. They talk about how frequently they go get their nails done. She kind of messes with him and she's like, I just want to talk about, I'm about to take out these braids. Um, And they have this whole conversation about her hairstyle. And she's like, oh, I'm going to shave it bald. And she just kind of messes with him. And then he's like, oh, I like it. I, I want something long hair for his own specific reasons something to hold on to we never did find out what her new hair is going to be by the way
0: yeah Woody is vain I didn't even remember that there was a scene where the friends were telling her that he's very big on his image I didn't even remember until they showed the flashback but Woody is vain that was why I was saying like I don't think he was fully he was half kidding but he was half serious about the whole ball thing I think Woody would flip out
1: I would agree with you but I think I mean I think Amani's communicating like no (laughs) I'll be picking my own hairstyles dude (laughs) they have this whole conversation about do you think did you think this is what marriage would be like and what he said I'm happy this is what ours looks like which is the perfect thing to say yeah she didn't imagine going to pedicures and manicures but she likes it yeah Woody has a nickname for Imani that I've picked up. It's sweets. It's cute. <laughs> so when they get their questions, they sit down and do some adult coloring, which I think is actually a useful, like that was a really good move because if you're going to talk about heavy things, it's kind of nice to have like a soothing distraction. And that's what I saw the coloring while answering the questions as.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So they had a conversation about I, um. I know I'll love you when I think about you more than myself, doing things to make you smile, making your favorite meal. Um, and Woody kind of drops in there that he, there's this whole like semantics about he has love for you. I got love for you. Basically, I love you. I love my wife. And Amani's like, he loves his wife and I'm his wife. <laughs> but it definitely bothered him that she didn't seem to reciprocate. Yeah. But I don't think it bothered him in like a negative way. He didn't love it, but he was like, I'll just roll with it until I get what I want.
0: <laughs> and I, I didn't expect him to be hurt, but I think his words exactly was that that hurt. So he, I think he took it personally, but I think it's just an ego thing. So I get what you're saying. Because when you said you didn't think it bothered him negatively, I was like, How does it bother you positive? But I think it was just his ego was like, How can you not love all of this? I've been working, <laughs> work, I've been doing this, I've been doing my wife. So why can't you love me? But I see what you're saying. Like, he'll get over it. Like, it's not, she. Kn- he knows that by the things that she does, that she does care for him. She's just not there yet or she's there and she just doesn't want to say it, to be honest. But yeah, I don't want to say I really like Woody's answer on how he would know. And honestly, I do think Woody's smart. Even with the things that you said, he said on Unfiltered, he gives really good insight. I mean, he's not smart with wanting to have a honeymoon baby, but That aside, I think he has good insights. I think he's smart and I always, you know, like his answers. And I don't
1: like, we kind of see it throughout the rest of the episode. Sometimes when this happens, it's like people carry that hurt or, oh, you know, I said, I love you. And I didn't get, I love you back into like the next thing, the next day. I don't, we'll find out, but I don't think Woody did that.
0: No, he didn't. Because he did say like, where I really liked his insight was more where he was saying like, you know, you have heard from other people, but I'm your husband. I'm not the same person. Don't carry that on. Just enjoy what it is. But we'll just, you know, roll through it. But I don't think he has that. I think in the moment, he's human. He just felt like, whoa. Okay. But yeah. No-
1: Oh, I I I agree that his feelings were hurt. Then Amani makes him dinner and he is like, Oh, she said she wants him to know that she appreciates him despite not being able to drop the L word. Unlike some other scenes of people so called the coming home, I actually believe this was Woody coming home. He was <laughs> like me. The backpack, the work bag, all the bags you bring in when you actually come home. Karen supposedly came home to that chef with just a cell phone. Who leaves their house with just a cell phone? and Woody messes with her a little he's like look at this dinner you made you love me it's seafood pasta by the way because that's all anybody eats on this show then they have a great conversation about burka and burgers so because like they have a, and I get this like they have a lot of conversations that are about sex even when they're not about sex and they both just roll with it um and Amani says even if it, if I was in a burka you would still like want well, me or something like that, and he starts talking about mayonnaise and mustard. And
0: <laughs> I said, <exactly laughs> <not far away. laughs> so
1: funny." And she's like, "No, I was talking about a burka, the headscarf covering, not a burger." And the two of them just had a good old laugh with us. Yeah, and that was kind of their week. I mean, they had a good week. They're dropping the L word. They're going to the spa together. Yeah, uh, nothing onward with an upward for those two. What red flags do you see?
0: I don't see any. And I think that's my red flag. <laughs> it's just like, no, honestly, the closest to a red flag is every time Woody say something, I don't know if he's being sincere, but we're in week nine. At this point, I can't keep jabbing the guy if he hasn't given me any reason. I'm not caring. So, you know, word and I appreciate it. One more thing he said. When Amani said she felt like she needed to step it up because of all the things he's been doing, I really like that Woody said, I don't see it that way. Like, I'm not looking at it like a tit for tat and I do this, you have to do that. I'm just doing it because I want to see you smile. I just, listen, I appreciate the little things and Woody Woody's very good at the little things. So I like that he's making Amani comfortable and, you know, not making a huge deal about certain things. So, you know, upwards and onwards for these two. I'm here for them. Go to the second golden couple, Amelia and Bennett. We start the their scene with Bennett being sick. And all I could think about was, I wonder if this was corona and he just didn't know it.
1: He was recovered in a couple days, so
0: hopefully not. Well, I mean, there's a couple of people. That's how Jamie and Elizabeth uh, from unfiltered with their corona. They got better in four days. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't know. But anyways, he was sick and Amelia was going to get him some tea. They're still in their little bubble. They're still happy. And... They just slipped it in, unknowingly, unbeknownst to us, like a thief in the night. Bennett is doing his confessional, and he's like, there was a little time where I was feeling a little better. And then we got closer, and we got closer physically. Even the producer was like, wait, what? Like, you you did it? He was like, yes, we had sex. So, yay, they had sex. We're happy about that, right, Abe?
1: We're very happy. And <laughs> I like that. Amelia was like not going to talk about this with you guys he's going to take care of it which means they talked about it they're like how are we going to do this and then he Bennett is one of the best deflectors I've ever seen and you'll notice it on unfiltered you'll notice it on the show he has a way of disarmingly and funnily not answering your question yes because afterwards you still feel good about it and that's what he did with the sex question
0: Because he's good with words, I like the way he just says stuff, and he's just like, "Wait, what did you say?" And then by the time you figure it out, you're not really going to. Yeah, I agree, but yeah, I just love Bennett. I just think he's a good human being. Even though, again, I keep saying I don't know this guy, but I think he's a good.
1: (laughs) But they get. I know you can assume that it's a good human being, but you don't give that love to anybody else.
0: (laughs) But anyways, they each get their cards with the questions and like, how do you know you feel love? And Amelia's like, "The feel- she says it's a feeling of joy, love, romance, connected. I was like, huh? This girl. Half the time, I don't know what she's saying, but Bennett does know what she's saying and he likes it. He likes it. I love it. So he said, if, when I fall in love with you, I thought that was very interesting. Why didn't he say if, but I guess it's a probability. That he wants to feel at ease, but passionate, able to communicate, receptive to what he has to say, and he feels like he's um, there, but there's just a lot more growth. Um, wait, Amelia is the one who says that, you know, she's having a good time, she's in a good space, but she feels like there's a lot more growth before they feel that way. I was actually surprised that she said that. Were you surprised she said that?
1: Um. N- yes and no. We do watch them talk and they get deep sometimes but mainly on his side Mm -hmm. like can you recall Amelia really getting in maybe a little bit on honeymoon. so I could see the idea that they need a little bit more growth but they are they always come back to we're having a good time together I don't know sometimes if they're like connecting on a deeper spiritual level every day the same way
0: no I get that remember I I'm the one who says I don't think she's deep She doesn't say anything. But I'm just surprised that because she's so la-dee-da, that she's the one that says, I feel like they need a little bit more growth. But we did get a cutaway of her mentioning the whole moving thing again. But we didn't see her say it. We just saw her see some of it. So I think- They
1: threw that moving stuff in to just make sure that we keep that storyline going. She didn't say nothing about it.
0: Yeah. So Bennett says he loves Amelia, but he's not in love with them. But then they have that silence. But unlike um, Christina and Henry- even their silences are not awkward. Like, I was just smiling as I watched them stare at each other with googly eyes. But um, they wake up the next day. The night dress is back. And hopefully he washed it. And can I just say that her confessional outfit is killing me? Is it's, it the
1: one with the earrings and the sparkly shirt that doesn't fit well?
0: It's the um, ice skater outfit gone wrong. <laughs> skater outfit gone wrong. The eyeshadow, the everything. Because she's not even wearing her glasses. So that was her attempt at dressing up. So no
1: <sighs>
0: anyways um she's had a nice day she wants to um i think dr pepper is the one giving the overview about you know making them feel appreciated and all that stuff so she's planned a whole day for bennett where she's going to take him to a park to teach him how to slackline honestly i had to look that up i didn't know what slackline was. I didn't, see i just waited for it to come to me <laughs> I was actually hoping I heard it right. But yeah, it was slacklining. But before that, she planned to make a cake and then her friend just randomly stayed the night. At first, I didn't know if Bennett knew she was there because she walked out the door, Bennett went to shower and then she walked out the door and her friend was just there on the couch. And then she showed a flashback of the night before of them making a cake. I'm like, is this part of the surprise? Was she just here? But he knew um she was there, They made a cake that looked like him and it was sitting on the counter and they're just you know talking and i think she forgot and he came out and saw the cake and she's like oh no and i'm like how do you forget you had a cake you were trying to sub- how do you think amelia is as a doctor
1: instrument inside of you
0: i'm like i don't i wonder what her specialty is if she what kind I of think. doctor? um she is but anyways he sees the cake but he's a good sport about everything he turns around he's like oh i see nothing i didn't see anything And she tells him about the day plan and she gives him an outfit and it's a matching outfit. And to describe it, it's a teal tracksuit bottom and like a gray tank top. So that's what they were going to wear. At first, I thought it was scrubs, but it wasn't. Um, Bennett is such a gem. He's truly giving it his all at this slacklining. I would have given up. It looked Hard.
1: It, it looked very, very difficult. And I thought if the slack line was more tense, maybe it would be a smidge bit easier. Basically, you know, these people are a circus. For those who, who didn't see, a slack line is basically setting up a tightrope between two trees to like tightrope walk on as if you were at the circus, which is so appropriate for these two. Yep. You know, at the beginning, I'm just like, you can't teach someone to slackline in a day. But <laughs> then he stood up and I was like, you can teach someone to slackline in one day.
0: He did. He did. Made it. It looked hard. But I, I'm trying to imagine another couple doing this and they'll be frustrated. But, you know, he rolled with it. They laughed about it. And they make it just easy for us to watch. She goes ahead. She says a picnic, set out for him. And I wonder, why didn't we see her slackline? She's the expert. I, I, I think, think I we're supposed to go. know that she knows how to do it. I know, but let us see it. I mean, it's your forte. Show up and show out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just love how they talk about the most mundane things, but they have fun talking about it. They're just always smiling. They're back in the house and Bennett brings up um, domestic. They're making dinner, dumplings and kale, I think. And, you know, they're talking about domestic duties. He's like, I think we've lived here long enough and it's time to wash uh, the bathroom. I don't, you know what? It's been a while, so I'm not going to bring up how long it's been and they haven't washed the bathroom. It is what it is. But he was like, oh, let's talk about how we're going to you know, spread out our domestic chores. And she comes up with the idea that they should do a draft. And they're like, oh, I love that. Let's make it a weekly draft. Listen, they're talking about chores, and it's fun to listen to. That is not an easy feat to do. Or maybe I'm just enamored by them, so everything they do is fun to me. But I just thought it was fun. So I just think we should all be like Bennett, because he's like, I'll take any chore as long as I know that's what I'm supposed to do. So going. <laughs>
1: I'm like, look at Amelia, where she's like, I like getting the mail. I was like, snaps, girl. I like getting the mail, too. That is the easiest chore. And she's like, and at the bottom is cleaning the toilet. I'm like, exactly. Agreed. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's all I have in Amelia and Bennett. It's a good time. Still on the same. You house. forgot about this man's dirty socks. On the oh. same I just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, was, I just saw it flashing before my eyes. But I'll this just- man and his dirty socks
1: where he asks to borrow socks because he thinks he only has two pairs and then they do a close-up on this man's nasty socks uh. there is a washer and dryer in the unit there are no excuses here for your socks to look like that sir socks are not expensive i'm glad he brought up that one option he has is to go buy new socks and i'm like why 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 did that not occur to you earlier <laughs> um but okay you do you <laughs> They're a happy pair. I mean, I have to get on him because grown people should clean things. But they are such a happy couple.
0: He made us know that his hygiene was not the best.
1: <laughs> An acknowledged problem, but a problem nonetheless. <laughs> um. So after Amelia and Bennett were on to Olivia and Brett, who are just like I don't know the Debbie Downers. Actually, I have I have a phrase for the two of them.
0: Uh oh. Doesn't
1: quite equally, but. I think some politician once talked about the nattering knobs of negativity. That's Mm -hmm. what these two. (laughs) (laughs) We start with that they are doing a selfie shot of um, waking up and being tired because the cats are getting along, but they decided to party at three thirty. Or I don't know what that means. Like, I don't live with animals, so I was like, what does that mean? Like, the cats were noisy. Like, did they jump on you in bed? I don't know.
0: Do you know what that means? No, I didn't. I just assumed that the cat, you know how like sometimes people who have dogs, they just get antsy and they bark all the time. I just fit cats, because in my, in my mind, they're evil. They're just like, you're resting. My master is resting. I am going to disturb you. And they just keep, you know, scratching and purring and disturbing them in bed. That's all I got out of it. This is why I can't have pets. Um... <laughs>
1: I'm not about to lose sleep because of animals. Brett says that he they get their homework assignment, you know, their questions and their perspective on how they responded to that assignment were quite interesting.
0: We didn't get an answer, Aid i know so brett
1: is like um he thinks it's important to find humor in anything going on this is what he says in his stand-up they're trying to have a serious conversation about what love is and brett is like oh it sneaks up on you like a greased pig and what can you do to show love mostly firework displays and sick jumps with my bmx bike um then he points out that he sent her some emojis the other day Olivia does not find the humor in everything she finds it exhausting that's what she tells us she's like there's a time and a place for sarcasm but when you're sarcastic all the time I don't know when you're serious
0: yeah
1: um and so she tries to I feel like sometimes she's trying to like I don't want to say mother but oh if we
0: could like cool I don't know how to describe it do you see what I'm saying Um, not quite. I think she's just reacting to what Brett is giving her. Because on the other hand, I think Brett tries to undermine her all the time. Like, do you have an example of when you think that she tries to mother him?
1: Mother, you know, I take that back because mother is the wrong word. It's like, she is actually displaying an extraordinary amount of patience. Yeah. I feel like if I was in that same boat, I'd be like, I don't want to do this with you. But it doesn't matter how sarcastic or how rude he gets. She just keeps on trying. It's, um, she must have been like the good kid in class. It's like she gets an assignment and she's just going to like lead the group project on even when one of the people in the group project is an idiot.
0: Well, if you had asked me last few episodes, um, I have the theory that she's just determined to stay married and be married. But I think she's over that now. So I don't know what her incentive is this week. But I think in the past, I've said it before that to her detriment, where she was like, I'm giving you my all. I didn't expect marriage to be easy and I'm going to do that so I think that's her motivation but now I don't know
1: so now that like she's determined to get him to do some activities she's like you know if we if we could just go and do things together maybe we could get over these like big picture issues and he immediately shoots that down um because he's a nattering knob of negativity
0: um, yeah. <laughs> trying to undermine her too yeah
1: Oh, well that's the opposite that i've heard from every other marriage advice and it's just like she's like if i'm gonna be stuck in this experiment for eight weeks like i need someone to take me out so we're gonna need to do that that's basically what she's saying
0: he's not trying it's like he doesn't even want to budge or say ordinarily i would do this let me try do x if i would do y he's just like nope and digging his heels in So sad for her
1: so because the producers made them because they made all the couples go do something this week. They finally left the house and they went on a swamp tour. Which, I get it. It's winter, so the weather's not that great. It takes Brett a long time to get a decent attitude about something that's pretty fun. Like, that. you know, you get on a boat and there's a boat captain who makes all these lame jokes. And I'm like, look, Brett, like, Olivia is there and listens to your lame jokes all day, every day. You can listen to this guy for an hour and act like he's funny. Uh, and they seem to have been having a terrible time. Until like towards the end, they got to hold some animals, but it looked like a very depressing date. What did you think?
0: I think it could be. uh, This is where I say he's not trying at all because I I'm not comparing couples, but I am. But if you put a million Bennett, sometimes in life you just have to make the best out of the situation. So sometimes it's not actually what you're doing. It's like okay, I'm here with my wife. I want to make this fun. Like what can we do? Make a game out of it. Make fun of the tour guide or something. I don't know make it fun so even if it's not a fun activity at least she's trying and the only reason she's doing this activity is because he cannot afford anything else he probably went on groupon and got something so his net worth doesn't go down so the least you could do is pop up since you don't have the dollars to back it up (laughs) oh
1: okay that's a very appropriate like (laughs) description i'm like yeah there probably is a group you know we should look for a group on tour for swamp tour in new orleans.
0: oh it is there the only reason i know is when they filmed whatever the charm new
1: orleans they went on a
0: swamp tour That's exactly from groupon because tiffany haddish is the base of groupon so yeah uh,
1: so at a certain point in the episode olivia and imani take a walk um which there's also a nature themed walk <laughs> really, now that you put the two together it's like why did they both go look at alligators Mm -hmm. Or they didn't intentionally go look at alligators they went for a walk in the park and happened to stumble upon an alligator yeah (sighs) but the the gist of the conversation is you know olivia is miserable and amani is not um (laughs) i mean i feel like i could do a summary but that's really uh, the interesting amani said that woody Comes home from the guy's meetups frustrated and mentions that Brett gives politician answers. He doesn't feel comfortable opening up. And then Amani tries to even say, well, are you, are you guys better when you, it's just the two of you? And Olivia's like, kinda, but not really. Yeah. She says it's easy to live with him, which I'm just like, is he your roommate?
0: Well, that's what I mean. They keep lying about these things. Because the two things I took out of this was in the beginning of the episode when they first met, she kept saying I'm attracted to my husband. But when Amani asked her, she said, um, there's little attraction. And I was surprised that she actually said that. And then what you just said, where he says he's easy to live with. I'm like, How? You're angry all the time.
1: I think she means like he cleans up after himself. Um, he cooks
0: okay okay okay
1: Okay. i I wouldn't doubt that like once maybe when the cameras aren't there he's i think she had mentioned even in an unfiltered that in front of other people he very much needs to be the one-upper but when the cameras aren't there it's very different so i wonder if like that makes him easy to live with but then the cameras show up to film and then she has to deal with him with his one-upping and his putting her down like I, don't, I wonder if he doesn't do all that.
0: Who knows? Because in the beginning of the episode, Brett does start by saying, I really, I like her a lot. And I had question marks like, what, who, Olivia?
1: When did he say that though?
0: That when was the very that? first thing in the beginning. No, when I mean,
1: like they showed it to us at the beginning oh. of this episode. He said it the day they met or something.
0: You're right, you're <laughs> right, you're right. A, you're right. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's only one, to my mind, there's a question mark couple and that's Karen and Miles. But- Everybody else, you can see the writing on the wall.
0: Yeah, I think so. Because Olivia did also say, oh, we get along. We just have to get over the big things like kids, finances, and housing. <laughs> I'm like, oh. He's like saying, you know, Hitler's not that bad. We just need to forget the this, the that. Like, what? You can't take that away from that. And then she says, I don't know why we were matched. I feel sad for her, actually. Because, you know, other couples are usually like, we're not getting along. I see why they matched us, but we're not quite there. But she's just like, I don't know why we were matched. I, I'm still not there. Can you pick? why actually we do know why they were matched. why am i saying that in the beginning they had had things in common they had the cats they had the the cleanliness they had the i don't know
1: the working out i'm just
0: like i think this girl
1: is desperate to go on dates i feel like she's just like if i'm stuck with this man then he needs to take me out and he won't even do that
0: yeah and actually no i'm back to i don't know why they were matched because they were matched on superficial things but on the big things if he wanted kids she didn't want kids If she had to think about finance, she didn't. she wants to go out, he doesn't. Political views are there. Why on earth did they match them? I need one of the experts to answer that question. Hey, guys, if you ever listen to our podcast, shoot us a DM.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Tane, who has your bouquet for the week? Oh,
0: I'm going to blow your socks off. Christina has my bouquet for the week. For? She has it because I think she really put effort I think it was brave. Listen, anytime you share anything about, you know, mental health or anything like that, I think it's really brave because I don't think people realize, even though it's getting to be the norm, it's not easy to say. So um, I commend her for that. I like that she put thought into it. I like that she did ask Henry, are you still into me? Do you still want to do this? She still asked the pertinent questions. I like the golf date. I like that she put effort into that. And it was just an all around turnaround. I don't think I still like her. But I respect her for everything she did this episode.
1: I agree with all that. She was my second bouquet, so I guess my first bouquet um, is Amelia and Bennett for that slacklining because that is no joke. Ah! <laughs>
0: he
1: fifty million times, and he just kept on getting back up again. And you know, I kind of want to try slacklining now, and I didn't even know what it was before this episode.
0: That is right up your alley. I never want to try slacklining, but yeah.
1: And who do you have for your burnt ashes?
0: Man, I've had them so many times now; it's like a broken record. I have Brett and Karen for my burnt ashes. (laughs) I'm sick of Brett. I'm sick of him making Olivia feel, you know, shitty. I'm sick of him not trying. I'm sick of him and his sarcasm. He's a coward for hiding behind that. I'm sick of Karen and her masculinity. I'm sick of her going slow. I'm sick of her blowing things out of proportion. And I I don't want her to ruin Miles. And that's it. That's so
1: funny. So I have Miles for my burnt ashes. <gasps> <laughs> for just, I couldn't tell if it was the immaturity, not reading the room, really wanting to have sex with Karen, but like not being able to discuss it in a way that kept her comfortable. I just found that whole thing to be so unnecessary. And I think it's real interesting to go a whole episode talking about how emotional you are. Like, your emotions and being that emotionally aware aren't useful unless you can apply it to other people, and he just wasn't doing that. Guys, we'd love hearing from you, and we would like to give our weekly (laughs) shout-outs. Username Cindy Elward Crazy says, love your take, can't get enough maths. And KSW926 says, love this pod so much.
0: Stephanie Yu says, this makes me smile. I don't have any close friends who watch Maths, but I'm always itching to discuss it with someone. Aid and Tain are so easy and fun to listen to. This podcast definitely scratches that itch. I enjoy hearing their takes and they make me laugh. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, Thank Stephanie. Thank you for listening. We're glad we could be your close friend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at m a f s. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. And we're also on Reddit with the same username.
1: We're available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to us. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on whichever platform you listen on. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.